the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Any questions? When you ask that of a group of national media people uh, covering the White House, you would not expect to get a question as stupid as the one that Kaylee McEnany, President uh, Trump's press secretary, got yesterday. Well, then again, maybe you would because uh, maybe it's not really a stupid question. It's a revealing one, though. Uh, They were having a discussion about the president's reaction to statues being pulled down and monuments being defaced. And then the Ryan Lizza of the New Yorker laid this one on her. Um, there's a national conversation going on right now about the proper place of symbols of the Confederacy, statues, memorials, names. And the, the president has repeatedly inserted himself into this debate. And I think a lot of people are trying to understand what his view of uh, memorializing the Confederacy is and the proper place of the Confederate flag. So a couple questions. One, does he believe, does President Trump believe that it was a good thing that the South lost the Civil War? And then two, is he interested in following NASCAR's example and banning the Confederate flag at his own events? Well, your first question is absolutely absurd. He's proud of the United States of America. What a stupid question. Now, nobody could possibly be that stupid, which means that Lizza knew exactly what he was doing. He was just adding to the narrative that uh, that Donald Trump is a racist. Liberal media decided that a long time ago, and for a long time, uh, they've just been waiting to pounce with stupid insinuations like that to reinforce the narrative. Just the insinuation of that question is just uh, it's uh, it's mind-boggling. How well it's it isn't stupid. It's actually uh, it's a it's it's there's there's some intent there, and it was well thought out. It's just a stupid uh, narrative that they're trying to um, promote. And speaking of stupidity, got a little sports note for you here. Uh, the NBA is about to give players the freedom to use the back of their jerseys for a social justice message. Uh, you know, it would replace their names back there. A Washington Post columnist, Jerry Brewer, who's been nice enough to be on this show a few times, suggested that that's not going far enough. He said they, they shouldn't uh, put the names on the back of the jerseys and they shouldn't put the names of the players on the front of the jerseys or anything else on the front of the jerseys except names uh, of uh, black victims of police brutality. That's who he thinks should be placed there, like, you know, Trayvon Martin. Some of the names he suggested were actually found to be not victims of police brutality, but that's that's to be expected. But I noticed in his piece that he didn't mention the names of any of the kids killed in Chicago lately. A uh, 20-month-old girl, uh, a 3-year-old boy, 10-year-old girl. They were all killed recently in the last week or so. As far as I know, LeBron James didn't show up early for uh, for their for, for any of their funerals. Neither did Al Sharpton, and I think it's pretty safe to say that um, that all three of those victims were 100% innocent and undeserving of any violence directed toward them. It's too bad more attention isn't paid to them. And by the way, the NBA is also considering putting the large uh, letters BLM on the side of the court in Orlando. Uh, that's when the NBA season is supposed to start. I wrote a column over the weekend about the stupidity of the San Francisco 49ers flying the Black Lives Matter flag right there at the same height as the and, and right next to the, uh, the U.S., the American flag, uh, right there in front of Levi Stadium. Now, Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization that is talking about burning the country down if they don't get what they want. It's not an organization only about drawing attention uh, to blacks and uh, and their problems with the police. This is a dangerous and stupid road the sports teams are going to, getting ready to go down. And, of course, the problem is that if you say that or if you question the motivation of Black Lives Matter, you're a racist, which, of course, Donald Trump will be accused of being if he doesn't go along with this idea. And you will be, too. Everybody will be. If you don't think it's a wonderful idea, it's not because you think that it's not right to be um, uh, promoting uh, an organization that's 100% anti-American, anti-capitalist, 
Uh, if you don't go along with that, you're a racist. Sorry. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk to the Trump 2020 communications director. That would be Tim Murtaugh. Stick around. People in this movie share three things in common. They're courageous, they've had a life changing experience, and they are black American conservatives. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom. I don't remember the actual day, but I remember the emotion that I felt when it when it happened. I'm often asked, was there an epiphany? I started asking questions. As I became more politically aware, a lot of the way that I saw things began to change. All of this information I've been taking in for several years. A continuation of these kind of contradictions. I had bought into all of these lies. You begin to see what the real agenda is. This is the movie the leftist Democrats do not want you to see. These are the people they do not want you to hear. Their stories will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. Their courage will challenge you. Go to UncleTom.com. Buy it now on pay-per-view. UncleTom.com. Do you have the courage to discover the truth? We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty to share property. She was living the American nightmare. So for us... The American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith. Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us. And you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising. Uprising by Diamond and Silk. Coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon or wherever books are sold. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, Joe Biden came out of his basement today. Actually held a press conference, which is very convenient for us because today is a Tim Murtaugh Tuesday. He uh, joins us on the show every other Tuesday. He is the communications uh, director for the Trump 2020 campaign. And he's here right now. Thanks for being here again, Tim. You bet, John. Good to be with you. So uh, are you over the shock of seeing Joe above ground? (laughs) 
Well, I got to tell you, it's a strange place that we live in now where uh, the fact that a guy who's running for president of the United States holds a press conference, and that in itself is a newsworthy event. I mean, it's been yeah. 89 days since the last time he took questions from a group of reporters. And, you know, to be honest with you, I know he stood up there and did it, but it was quite clear. He actually said out loud, I have a list here. And he started going down the list of reporters that he was instructed to call on. Uh-huh. And, you know, you would think in, in after 89 days of not having access to Joe Biden, that the press might have come up with uh, a few slightly more difficult questions than the, uh, hey, Mr. Biden, what keeps you awake at night variety? Yeah. I mean, that, that's just about <laughs> it. I mean, they offered him, they, they served up things on a tee, essentially saying, why don't you tell us why you think President Trump is a bad guy? I mean, yeah. essentially, that's, that's the nature of the questions he's got today. So, I mean, it was really a joke of a press conference, but the fact is we smoked him out. We've been really harassing him to get out and, and do this, and he should do it more often. It should be a regular occurrence. You know, in the 89 days that Joe Biden was doing no press conferences at all, in that same period of time, President Trump took random questions from groups of reporters 55 times while Joe Biden was doing it exactly zero times. And you know President Trump's not getting softballs, I'll tell you that. No. No, no. So he uh, so we're talking about uh, 80, three months ago. That's um, we're almost to July. So June, May, April, March. He is. A, yeah. he was well, like, it was April 2nd, April 2nd. OK, so a lot of things, yeah. kind of, quite a few things have happened since then. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you'd think I that he'd want to be commenting on that. Well, and you'd think that the reporters would have some curiosity. For example, yeah. no one asked him a pretty, I think, pretty obvious question. Uh, why did the uh, FBI agent Peter Strzok's notes say that you personally suggested using the Logan Act to set up General Flynn after you said you didn't know anything about the investigation at all? You, mm-hmm. you would think that that might be a question that people would have some curiosity about. Uh, but no, we, we suggested um, a series of questions for, for all Joe today. And, you know, uh, there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I saw your list. Did, did, yeah. did any of them get asked? I saw your no, list. Of, I think you no. had five. <clears throat> Yeah, no, they didn't get asked. And, you know, in Pennsylvania, and it's important all across the country, uh, the Green New Deal would be a big job killer. And Mm -hmm. he's got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez writing his climate change policy for him. Why didn't somebody say, hey, are are you still embracing the Green New Deal? You know, that's going to kill a lot of jobs. What do you say to people when they're worried about coming out of this economic difficulty after coronavirus? What about that? Nobody asked him. So, yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe next time. They, they, uh, hopefully, they won't have eighty nine more days to have to search for a tough question. No, they don't ask that. But yesterday, uh, Liza from the New Yorker, I just played it uh, in our open before we brought you on, asked if uh, if President Trump was happy that the uh, that the South lost the the Civil War. Was he okay with that? <laughs> yeah, that, that that might be an all timer. I tell you. I was talking, he asked that question of Kaylee McEnany in, in her briefing yesterday. Yeah. And I was talking to Kaylee last night, and I, I brought that up, and I said, don't tell me you were prepared for that question. And she said, no. As a matter of fact, I was looking down at my notebook, and I was flipping pages because I thought he was going some other direction. And so I was yeah. looking down when he asked the question about the South winning, the, uh, losing the Civil War, and I bet you I had a confused look on my face when I looked up because I thought to myself, did I really just hear that question? <laughs> I mean, what a ridiculous question. What a ridiculous question. But that's what we get. See, that's the kind of question that, uh, that, that some people get versus when, you know, Joe Biden's up there for the first time in three months, and they ask him, what keeps you up at night? I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. And, and, you know, as I said in my open, um, it's a stupid question, but it's not. Um, he knew exactly what he was doing when he asked it. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a way of... Uh, by asking that question, it's just uh, it's it's a way to reinforce the narrative that Donald Trump, of course, is a racist, and that uh, I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't be what's 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 built into that question is I wouldn't be asking this question if the president hadn't given me all these indications that he's such a racist because that yeah. there's no other reason to ask that question. Well, he's trying to, it's an effort, they do this a lot, where they're, they're grandstanding and they're, they're posing and they're hoping for that piece of videotape of, of themselves asking yeah. the question. He intends for the question itself to be the story. And, you know, if he can get some, some sort of, uh, 
you know, surprised response or non-graceful response, then so much the better. But the point is in asking the question, that's, that's the display he's trying to, trying to put on there. And, you know, to Kaylee's credit, even though, of course, you know, she wouldn't necessarily prepare for that question. She had a pretty good answer where yeah. he says, she said uh, something along the lines of uh, the president is proud of the United States of yeah, America. The United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I yeah. thought was a pretty good answer. Can you, Kaylee, yeah, the thing it's really is, hard to get imagine, one by on O'Kelly. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, I I can't think of a of a um, of a of a question that would be as stupid or as leading or as whatever it was that could be asked of Barack Obama. A, a question that would be that ridiculous that would be asked of Barack Obama or Joe Biden well, for that matter. And they wouldn't. And they don't do that. They don't do that to Democrats because the Democrats are on their team and, and they know that. And so the, the purpose of asking a question like that is to show disrespect and, and to be uh, argumentative and be combative and, you know, to try mm-hmm. to be cute. They don't do that to Democrats. They don't do it to Joe Biden. They, I mean, they ask, um, you know, very, uh, if they even ever do have to ask a tough question, they practically apologize in advance for it. I mean, we've seen it happen. Uh, mm-hmm. News reporters asking questions of Democrats. They, uh, they preface it with something along the lines of, I'm sorry, but I actually have to ask you this question. You know, to, don't hold it against me. I'm, I'm being made to do this, you know. And so it's, we just, see, I deal with it every day in, in my line of work. And so uh, it's just frustrating, but that's the game. Those are the rules of the game. We understand it, and, you know, we fight on. Now, he did, Joe Biden did accuse the president of dereliction of duty. Uh, in response to that New York Times story about the Russians paying bounties uh, to the Taliban for killing American troops in Afghanistan. Well, look, I think the White House, again, Kaylee has handled that one pretty well for for the reporters. And you know, the United States gathers thousands and thousands of pieces of, of uh, intelligence that come in, fractures, fractured intelligence and in little snippets. And it all has to be evaluated and verified before it goes into something that actually briefs the president. You don't, you don't tell the president tiny little pieces of information, no matter how shocking or ground, groundbreaking they might be, earth-shattering they might be, unless you've verified it. Uh, you don't just put the thousands of pieces of information that come in every day in the president's briefing. You have to make sure that what you're telling the president is accurate and real and verified. And so the fact that some intelligence agent thought that it was a good idea to leak this to the New York Times, what it means now is that no actual investigation can ever occur now because the whole thing has been compromised because it's been in the New York Times. And so they've done really a great disservice to national security by making it impossible to investigate the veracity of those claims. Now, certainly they would have been working on that and trying to do that. But until it's verified, you don't tell the president about it. That's, I mean, everyone who has been involved in that sort of thing knows you don't go to the president with something unless you know it's real. We are talking to Tim Murtaugh. He's the communications director for Trump 2020. uh, And he's here every other Tuesday. So, uh, Tim, do you expect uh, Joe to show up for a debate? Do you think by the time we get to that uh, point of the campaign that they'll come up with a reason why he shouldn't? Well, we sure hope so. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think given his dodge of even simple things like a press conference, and God forbid he would ever come on a a show like yours and take pointed questions, but uh, we hope he does. We we wanted, we called on uh, an expanded debate schedule and one that's earlier. And of course, he he denied that and said, "No, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna do it the same old way." And and by earlier, we want more debates, first of all. But by earlier, what we mean is, you know, we know there's going to be an awful lot of early voting going on in various states around the country. Uh, yeah. People were getting earlier anyway, but now with COVID, it's probably going to be earlier still. We mm-hmm. think that the American people ought to be able to see these two guys debate before anybody starts voting. That just seems like common sense to us. Uh, because, you know, who knows what Joe Biden is going to do in one of these debates or what he, what he won't do. We know that, you know, if it gets to be like the early part of the afternoon, he starts fading. You know? So if he had a debate that's in prime time, I'm not sure he's going to make it all the way through. And I think people ought to see that before they, before they start voting. He might think he's, uh, he's showing up for a, a senatorial debate and he's running for the Yeah, He has um, made that mistake before, yeah. 
<laughs> there's a there's a big event at Mount Rushmore on Friday. Uh, what might the president be saying about statues and monuments when he gets there? Oh, well, I think uh, I don't think the president's going to be shy and, and hold back uh, on that. You know, he thinks that you you got to have a, a line that you draw for law and order. And when you see people uh, tearing down and burning private property, as we've seen in cities around the country, and then moving on to public property in these statues, just no, no regard for the law. The president means what he says. You know, the Department of Justice has already charged uh, four people in Washington for their attempt to, to, to take down the Andrew Jackson statue there in D.C., and uh, the president means it. And you know, going to Mount Rushmore, I can't help but note that the Democratic National Committee yesterday, the DNC, mm-hmm. on their official Twitter account, tweeted that the July 4th celebration at Mount Rushmore is a celebration of white supremacy. I'm it's not kidding. the Democrat kidding. Party saying that. The, the National Democrat Party, the DNC, on their official Twitter, they've since deleted it, but they actually tweeted that the Mount Rushmore July 4th celebration is a celebration of white supremacy. Now, I ask you, Joe Biden is the leader <laughs> of that party. Do you think he could have been bothered to have been asked that question? by, uh, you know, these erstwhile members of the, of the media. I don't think so. I don't think so. But you better believe President Trump would have gotten that question if the roles were reversed. I mean, July 4th at Mount Rushmore, white supremacy? Seriously. This is a celebration yeah. of the birth of our nation, and it's, it's just remarkable. Remarkable. Well, I mean, I, I have some stuff coming up in my second half hour here about some of the stupidity out there, the, the canceling that's going on. Um, uh, one uh, entertainer, said that July 4th uh, is about white supremacy and it shouldn't happen, you know, the 4th of July celebration, which, of course, they're not going to happen this year because of the uh, hysteria over the virus. But anyway, uh, are are there going to be other rallies? Is the president going to do any rallies soon? Sure. The president is eager to get back out on the campaign trail. and The rally is the best way that he connects with the American people, and we're always looking at different venues in different states and cities where we go. We never announce the rally until everything is formalized and set up in the arena, the contract is signed and all that. And uh, so we're, we're getting there. We're getting close to announcing some, and, and uh, there'll, be, there'll be some coming up in the, in the next few weeks, I would imagine. But we never talk about them with any specifics in advance. But uh, we know that Joe Biden and the national media, they want, to keep Joe, they want to keep President Trump off the campaign trail because they know that's where he's best, and certainly Joe Biden can't. Uh, do any rallies like that. And so um, the president is, is determined to get back out there, and we're certainly looking forward to it. And uh, We'll be announcing them when they're ready to announce. Some of the poll numbers aren't good, Tim. Um, what are you and, uh, and, your, and the, the crew there making of all the, of the polls the way they stand right now? Well, you know, the public polls, when they relate to Donald Trump, are really not to be believed. If, if polls were accurate, if these media-sponsored polls were accurate, then Hillary Clinton would be in the White House right now, and of course, Mm -hmm. we know that she's not. So we saw this in 2016, and they're doing it again, and they craft these polls on purpose. They undersample Republicans. For example, the New York Times poll, in their sample, 26% of the people in their poll were Republicans. In the CNN poll, it made big news a couple weeks ago, 25% of of the respondents were Republicans. Now, that's not an accurate picture of this country. 25% 25% Republicans. That's crazy. Of course Joe Biden is going to be ahead in a poll like that. If you start with a poll that is only one quarter Republican, that's absurd. And they don't screen for likely voters. He's only registered voters. and So all of those polls are a mess. And they're meant, they do it on purpose, to depress the enthusiasm of President Trump's supporters. Now, we know that that's not possible. We know that his supporters would run through a brick wall. And we know that nobody is running through a brick wall for Joe Biden. So we have our own internal numbers because we trust the methodology. We spend a lot of money on polling in this campaign, and we don't spend it to get lied to. And we know from our <laughs> own data, we, we track 17 states going on all the time. We, we know what's happening in all the states. And we know that President hey. Trump remains strong. Hey, Tim. Thanks. See you in two weeks, man. Appreciate all it. Right. Thank you, John. See you later. All right. Tim Murtaugh. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Supreme Court has ruled that states cannot cut religious schools out of programs that send public money to private education. The court's 5-4 to four ruling with conservatives in the majority 
came in a dispute over a Montana scholarship program for private kindergarten through 12th grade education that also makes donors eligible for up to $150 in state tax credits. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the U.S. is going in the wrong direction with coronavirus cases surging in some regions. That's putting the entire country at risk, he says. With about 40,000 new cases being reported today, he says he wouldn't be surprised if the daily count reaches 100,000 if things don't improve. Wall, Wall Street closing out its best quarter since 1998 with more gains today. The Dow picked up 217 points. The Nasdaq ahead 184 and the S&P gained 47. This is SRN News. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jews. Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Reese davies Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code MOVIE. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. Okay, we did our research. We know what you want out of a radio station and what you don't. You want a station that's committed to giving you all the information you need about everything big going on all day and all night. You want smart hosts who know what to make of it all. You don't want a lot of fluff and nonsense. You want real people. Yeah, we think we found them for you. You be the judge. AM 1250, The Answer. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP-Pittsburgh. W223CS-Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Got a busy ride on the parkway on the outbound side, about a five-minute back up Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Also, the outbound ramp to Monroeville is shut down for construction. Inbound delays as well, about a three-minute delay Edgewood-Swissvale to the tunnel, also slow into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West seeing a few minutes extra on the inbound side from Banksville Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Clear for tonight, low for the rest of your Tuesday, 63. Mostly sunny Wednesday, high tomorrow, 85. Wednesday night, clear, low 63. For Thursday, partial sun, high 87. Friday, partly sunny, high 94. Saturday, partly sunny with a shower or thunderstorm around with a high 89. 
With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we'll try to keep the toxic masculinity to a minimum here. I don't know how masculine it is of me to say that uh, Christy Noem is my favorite uh, politician right now. She, in case you didn't know, is the governor of South Dakota. They didn't shut down uh, when everybody else was shutting down. She took a lot of criticism from the media. She told the media where they could stick it. And she said, uh, I'm trusting the people of South Dakota. In a statement that she, uh, we played it on the air here last week or maybe the week before, she uh, she gave a, a an address. It was actually an address to the the, the country. It was uh, like a two or three minute long uh, little speech, and in that speech, the word freedom was used about twelve times. It seemed, and uh, she talks about that being the main thing for her. And she said uh, they're not shutting. They're just not shutting uh, the state down over this. And she's leaving it up to people uh, because she believes in trusting people and giving people their freedom. So um, President uh, Trump is headed to South Dakota f- uh, Friday. He's going to be there at Mount Rushmore for, a, I guess it's kind of a July 4th uh, celebration type thing. But as you may have heard Tim Murtaugh say when he was on just a minute ago, a few minutes ago, that um, he's probably going to make a few statements about statues <clears throat> and um, and what's been happening to statues and monuments here the last uh, you know few weeks. So Christy Noem Noem is not only uh, going to be there with the president at Mount Rushmore celebrating America and not apologizing for Mount Rushmore, but uh, she has told the uh, the people that there will be no social distancing. Listen say to those who are citing health concerns as the reason to cancel all of these patriotic displays? You know, Laura, in South Dakota, we've told people to focus on personal responsibility. Every one of them has the opportunity to make a decision that they're comfortable with. Uh, So we will be having uh, celebrations of American independence. We will have a large event at July 3rd. We told those folks that have concerns that they can stay home. Uh, But those who want to come and join us uh, will be giving out free face masks if they choose to wear one. But we won't be social distancing. We're asking them uh, to come, be ready to celebrate, to enjoy the freedoms and the liberties that we have in this country. Yeah, they're going to be handing out masks. So if you're out there in the middle of South Dakota outside and you think you need a mask, then uh, they'll have one for you. And I like the fact that she says, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be in front of the big uh, monument there and you know, lots of people. And the president's going to be there and people will be milling around and uh, they'll be interacting with each other. And uh, we're not limiting the number of people and we're not going to have people, you know, wearing hula hoops around them to keep them like six feet apart from each other. So uh, if this scares you, don't show up. How hard is this? If this this bothers you, don't come. Now, uh, people aren't going to die because of it. And here's the other thing. If you come in, to this event and you think that, well, gee, uh, you know, there might be a chance that there might be some of that uh, the virus floating around and somebody might sneeze on me or however uh, someone might uh, pass the, the disease on to you. If you go to this event and you are worried about you picking up the bug and taking it to somebody else, especially someone who's vulnerable and might uh, get seriously ill or even die, here's a suggestion. If you're going to the uh, event to see the president at Mount Rushmore, which would be kind of a cool thing to do, uh, just after you do that, don't go see grandma and grandpa, you know, when you get home. Uh, tell, Call them up and say, listen, uh, I'm interested in keeping you safe, and I, 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 I do believe that there is a possibility that, you know, with all these people gathered together that um, – I could show up at your house and I could be carrying the virus and you could get really sick. So I'm going not I'm going to stay away from you for a while. You could do that or you could keep grandma and grandpa isolated and and also isolate everybody else in South Dakota. Nobody's allowed to, you know, no gatherings over 
10 people or whatever they have in some of these other states. Um, you can do that or you can protect the vulnerable. That, that, but, but that makes way too much sense. So Christy Nome is uh, taking the lead on that, and uh, she's the greatest. She's a superstar, and um, I hope she runs for president in 2024. So uh, speaking of uh, monuments and statues, and uh, there, you know, there are people who, who want to get rid of uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, uh, but I've uh, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on Confederate statues. I, mean, I never really worried about it all that much. Of course, I'm not black, and uh, you know I think if I were, I might think a little bit differently about seeing Robert E. Lee's statue. I'm I'm going to grant you that. But um, uh, but I thought I I, I kind of bought into the idea that uh, well they were put up there because it was a kind of a uh, conciliatory thing, and at the end of the war or whenever they were put up, it was kind of a way to allow the the southerners to um maintain some dignity and 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 honor the people who who uh fought so hard for them and blah 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 well there's a guy at the federalist named uh james mccreary the second he he wrote a really good piece and i agree with him uh sorry but i've changed my mind uh and the headline for the piece is confederate statue destroying mobs are doing what governments should have done long ago and he points out, he mentions all these uh, uh, Confederate uh, uh, generals and, and the President Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, James Longstreet, George Pickett, um, different people. And he said they were all vaunted leaders of the American Confederate South, but all were gravely wrong about human nature and all were on the morally wrong side of history. Yet statues stand to this day memorializing their feats and lives their ideas and actions. And he says, statues to these men's memories and honor are wrong and always have been. And I think he makes a good point. He says, our elected and civic leadership throughout the nation should long ago have harnessed the courage to take them down in a civilized, legal, orderly manner rather than leaving that heavy lifting to the mob. Obviously, you're seeing uh, the mob taking care of some of that now. And, of course, the mob is not smart enough and, and, and is clueless about history. Uh, that they're pulling down abolitionists and they're they're dragging down uh, George Washington because he owned slaves and it's just a lot of it is just total stupidity. But uh, he 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 says that these statues were erected in a form of protest. He says it was defiance of Union victory, defiance of the emancipation of slaves, defiance of the resulting economic shifts, and defiance of being made to live out the fact that all men are created equal. Now. Uh, again, for a long time, I've heard, and I kind of went along with it, uh, that you know these statues are. I can see where they could be offensive, but they're you know if you listen, if you if you understand the history and when they were put up and what was going on when they were uh, erected and blah blah blah. I, I kind of bought into that, but I, I I'm buying his argument now. He said they enacted laws and developed customs that kept blacks suppressed and separate from them. That would be Jim Crow laws. They founded and named parks, libraries, schools, and colleges for the defeated heroes. And um, that's, that's true. And um, they, these are, a friend of mine actually pointed it out to me a couple of weeks ago. He said, uh, when, when, you know, we hear a lot about uh, complaints about Colin Kaepernick and, and some of the other people who protest during the national anthem, and they're disrespecting the flag. Who disrespected the flag more than Robert E. Lee? And and the Confederate soldiers who fought for him and along with him, um, they the, the whole thing was about disrespecting the flag. That's what that was. That's what it was. They didn't want a, that flag to be theirs anymore, and they carried a different one. That, you can't can't disrespect the flag much more than that. So I think he makes a good point. Uh, but he says that uh, what happened when these things were going up was that they you, people look back now and say, well, this is about. Um, reconciliation and uh understanding you know understanding history but his point again his name is um uh james mccreary the second his point is that this was done quietly and it was a form of uh he said all these things are in quiet but yet perfectly unambiguous protest the defiance these statues voiced has always been a childish foot-stomping refusal to embrace or at the very least accept truth the truth was set forth by the Creator in His very act of creation that all men are created equal. He says, thus the great shame is not that the statues are being removed. He says, it's the manner in which they are being removed and by whom 
in violence by childish, thoughtless, tantrum-screaming mobs that are lashing out because it feels good. They want Lee out. They want Abraham Lincoln out. And he goes on, obviously, George Washington, uh, Christopher Columbus. And, um, and by the way, speaking of George Washington, there's a great uh, series on. I just watched Grant last week uh, about Ulysses S. Grant on the History Channel. And I'm now into uh, the second episode of three episodes on George Washington. Really good. Uh, and uh, it's something you ought to check out. But uh, he's anyway, he finishes up by saying, These statues to the defiant South's heroes should have been removed as responsible acts of rational state legislatures after hours and days of Lincoln-Douglas-level debate that would have resulted in vastly better race relations, a fortified deposit of shared civic virtue, and, I dare say it, a more perfect union. So that's a, it's a good piece. It's up there at the Federalist. I pretty much read it to you here, so you don't have to go look at it if you don't want to. But I, I think it makes uh, I think it makes a uh, a good point, and I I think that those statues, uh, Robert E. Lee's, got to come down, got to go bye bye, uh, all of them, uh, but not by having uh, a mob uh, pulling it down in the middle of the night or you know spray painting it, but you know and and then walking away, leaving it there. I uh, the the uh, uh, the George Washington statue, I forget where it was now. I've seen so many of them, but there was one recently, just yesterday, that was spray painted. Or no, they threw red paint on it, I guess, to signify blood. But um, you know, the the ignorance about George Washington and slaves and everything that happened in, in that uh, time period with slavery, uh, by judging these people based on current values. And morals that we and 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 knowledge that we have now in 2020 to think that George Washington, who was born into slavery ownership, um, and had nothing to do with the creation of it, he was literally born into the ownership of slaves, and he and he actually he married a woman who who also owned slaves, and she was born into a family that owned slaves, and that was the that was the world at that time. And it wasn't just white people enslaving blacks. It was here, but white uh, people have been enslaved, and it's, it's, slavery was around for thou literally thousands of years, and it was an accepted thing. It was a bad thing if you were on the wrong side of it. If you were born into slavery, that was a real bad thing, and uh, and blacks have every right to be annoyed about it and 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 want to. Um, and wanted to end it, and, and they want to make sure that people remember what happened to him. But to suggest that uh, George Washington, who, by the way, would have – he, he, he uh, tried and, and talked a lot about how much he disliked slavery and wanted to end it. But he knew that he had these people who were dependent on him. They were illiterate. They had nowhere to go, and people just wanted him to turn them loose. It just, it just didn't work that way. Uh, it wouldn't. It would not have. They. Th there was no place for them to go. They owned nothing. They couldn't read or write. Where were they going to go? So he wanted to. He and Thomas Jefferson and a few other people came up with this idea of a country that eventually would uh, lead to the uh, abolition of slavery. And if if not for George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, that that would not have happened. So uh, they they shouldn't. Their their statues being torn down and them being uh, canceled because they. Uh, had slaves is just—it's really moronic. It's in, in some ways it's understandable, but if if you if you look into it, you'll see that it's really stupid. So speaking of stupid, um, I mentioned this a little earlier, but the NBA is going to paint Black Lives Matter on the sides of uh, the basketball courts down at Disney, where they're going to continue their season. I don't know when that's going to start, but um, and as I wrote in my column over the weekend. Uh, this Black Lives Matter has succeeded in making a lot of people who haven't looked into it believe that all it is about is fair treatment for black people, um, overcoming police brutality and, and exposing police brutality. But it's about so much more than that. And, you know, the, the, the co-founder, we played the, the soundbite the other day, she is uh, right out there admitting that she's a Marxist and um, and. They're out there saying that they want to burn things down and that, that, that they don't get what they want. They're going to end uh, the American uh, system as we now know it and blah, blah, blah. That's what the Black Lives Matter is. And uh, it should not be promoted by an NBA team or an NFL team or a, a baseball team or anybody. Um, 
it's a it's a it's a slogan that nobody disagrees with. Nobody disagrees with it. But the organization is so much more than just a slogan. People need to find that out. So that's the NBA is just the latest to virtue signal, and this will be going on for a while. This is uh, this won't be the end of that. You'll be seeing a lot of stuff like this. I'll be right back. Stick around. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corrie ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corrie's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold, behind-the-scenes true story of Corrie's secret army of student teenagers Nature's efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year... Another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, speaking of sports and uh, being canceled, and you, are you familiar with the name uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis? He was a uh, commissioner of baseball 
for from 1920 to 1944, but he was the man who uh, he uh, brought the hammer down on the guys involved in the Black Sox scandal, and he became like a uh, he became a big hero. But he also uh, did his whatever he could to keep black players out of Major League Baseball, which uh, everybody in Major League Baseball did because that's why uh, that's why there were no major uh, no black players in Major League Baseball for until 1947. But Kennesaw Mountain Landis, uh, his name is on the Most Valuable Player Award, and um, they're taught, and that's so it's called. The, I guess it's called. I didn't even know this, but it's called the Kennesaw Mountain Landis Award. It's his name is engraved on the trophy, um, and he. Uh, by the way, the name Kennesaw Mountain comes from a Civil War battle, but uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Uh, his name is on the trophy, and Major League Baseball is thinking about getting rid of it because he kept black players out of out of major leagues. Now that was a terrible thing, a stain on the country. It was it was not not to mention unbelievably stupid. But um, here's the problem: if you're going to cancel everybody who was involved in sports back then, when uh, again people's ideas about race were completely different. Um, and accepted, um, you're not going to have too many things left. I mean, I've mentioned it here before. Art Rooney and George Hallis have statues outside of their stadiums, uh, Hallis in Chicago. Uh, both of them were part of a gentleman's agreement to keep blacks out of the NFL for like, uh, I don't know, 13 years, something like that. Um, and if you're going to cancel everybody, then you have to, don't you kind of have to cancel Major League Baseball? The entire... Um, organization, National League and American League, whatever you want to call it, the, the Major League Baseball. They kept blacks out, said you couldn't play from, what, 1890s until 1947. So if you're going to cancel things, all the names of the team should be changed. Uh, anybody associated with the game back then who allowed that to go on should uh, should be canceled. And where does it end? It's uh, it's It's just... Uh, stupid, and you know what? I think it's uh, counterproductive. Anyway, I'll talk. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.